how many of you have implemented some level of Zoom at your affiliate or chapter level? And are you finding that maybe it's a little bit more difficult to administer than a free conference call number? There's lots of benefits, but there's also lots of challenges. So our Information Access Committee, led by Tony Stevens, uh, took on the challenge to try to help us get past Zoom 101 and go to Zoom 102 so we can learn a little bit more about how we manage a Zoom meeting effectively. So, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Tony Stevens. The rest of his team, is Tony Stevens is from Maryland. We have Ray Campbell from Illinois, Deb Cook-Lewis from Washington, and Sandra Sermons from Maryland. So, Tony Stevens. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. <clears throat> Everyone is already taking their uh, siesta still. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. All right. There we go. Um, I will, uh, we'll be talking about Zoom here in a second. Folks know those can be recorded and also have video, I'm told. So uh, don't let us record and just turn our cameras toward everybody in this room if you're napping right now. Uh, we will work to try to get everything just kind of situated up here. Because uh, we have an outstanding panel this afternoon to talk about something that uh, I think is one of the key issues folks have uh, concerns with on an affiliate level uh, in, in terms of just managing time, technology, workflow, trying to have meetings, but trying to schedule meetings and the, the headaches that always come involved with technology. So what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about one of the solutions that a number of folks have found big success with. Uh, I'm kind of, you know probably preaching to the choir in some sense for folks here in this room, because uh, we could probably have many folks up here talking about this subject. Uh, but what we're going to be talking about in a sense as well, though, is kind of reminded me about maybe, was it 10, 11 years ago, when this fancy device called an iPhone finally started to talk. And everyone was starting to think this thing, you know, it was a slow kind of introduction, I think, for a lot of people to, to sort of, but, but how has it changed our life today? Right? I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that you know, a year or two before the CVAA was passed, um, you know, and that's celebrating 10 years this year, how much has the world been revolutionized through technology? Even more so in the way of, of uh, you know, for folks in the professional world about having virtual meetings and just being able to communicate, being able to connect with people, right? How many people have had headaches with freeconferencecall.com and just the struggles and, and people stressing and trying to get on calls and the number's not working or it starts sounding like your ET from outer space halfway through. So all these things. So we're going we're gonna to be brief, be brilliant, be gone is always my three Bs. Um, but uh, I, I want to introduce our panel up here and I will let them do that. They come from uh, three different time zones, which is another thing about virtual meetings that's great. You can be all over the country holding these meetings at any time. Uh, but I will let them introduce themselves by the one closest to me on my right. And I don't know how they've sit yet, so this is a surprise for me as well. So who do we have just to my right? Do we have microphones? How are you all doing over here? Do we have another microphone? Yeah, just reach out to the Here. I'll hand a mic to you. Sandra, go ahead. You can take a seat. You're appropriate Excellent. That way. So, um, good afternoon, everyone. 
I am Sandra Sermons. I live in Rockville, Maryland. And um, I actually, I'm a contracting officer by profession, but I am chair of international relations and I'm on the information access committee. So um, that's basically who I am. Am I next? Okay, pardon me. Uh, I'm Deb Cook-Lewis. I'm from Clarkston, Washington, and I'm the chair of the Board of Publications. And in my, I'm retired now, but in my work life, I worked um, at the university, which is where I got my exposure by fire to Zoom. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually talking pretty loud. So. <laughs> I'm Deb Cook-Lewis. I'm from Clarkston, Washington. Um, I um, am chair of the Board of Publications for ACB, and in my, I'm retired now, but in my work life was where I was introduced to Zoom, where I worked at the university. We had trial by fire, and we would have meetings with three or 400 people on our Zoom client. Good afternoon. Uh, Ray Campbell, second vice president of ACB. Um, in my full-time, what I get paid for, I work as a senior accessibility analyst for United Airlines. And uh, so I've gotten used to holding meetings on Zoom, um, both for work and also for ACB-related uh, tasks. I'm getting a little close to the speaker, so try to watch that. Oh, you got one there? Okay, yes. so we'll, we'll, we'll work with passing the mics around in just a second. Um, so for who, who has not used Zoom in the room? Okay, we've got a few people that have not used Zoom. Who has used Zoom in the room? Who uses Zoom now for all of their meetings? All right, there's a few people, but, but by at large, everybody has used Zoom. Few people have, in a sense, been born again into Zoom, and then there are a few people that don't know about Zoom. Um, what we're going to talk about... So, what we're going to talk about now, after everybody is awake now after that, is, uh, is, is Sandra, Deb, and, and Ray are going to share some experiences on it that I think are very critical. Because Zoom is an excellent platform in, in a number of ways. One is very simple to access. If you have a mo mobile phone, smartphone, uh, it's a very simple app. For folks that don't know, you can download it, zoom.us. It's very simple to log into through Google, Gmail, Facebook, other ways to log in. Uh, it's free for the first 45 minutes, which is a great asset for a lot of people. Because there are, you know, ACB has been very fortunate to work with folks like Cisco and other folks. Cisco runs WebEx, and we're very thankful for their support at this conference. Um, Zoom actually was born out of Cisco many, many years ago. But to that end, uh, you know, it is uh, a technology, though, which, which has a price tag. Uh, and with Zoom, that 45 minutes free, who has used it as a free? Yes. Anybody use it for free? Who has used it as a premium? Who's paying for it at their affiliates, yes. maybe? All right. Uh, I think even if you're paying for it, you find it's very good value for your money, and a lot of folks know this. Now, what are some of the difficulties? What are some of the great benefits of it? Uh, we're going to go to Sandra, Deb, and Ray, and just briefly in a second, talk about one of the greatest breakthroughs you've had in your workflow with life and, and how Zoom has really kind of helped you build into that. Okay. So um, basically, Zoom for me for international relations, um, it, it kind of leveled the playing field. It, we have 
the, a lot of the people, um, unfortunately, are not able to attend the convention um, in person. But with Zoom, we're able to have all sorts of panel discussions. We can have people on different continents. And the um, quality is so excellent. Literally, you feel as if they're sitting in the same room with you. Um, it, it just is such a collaborative tool that is accessible. You don't have to build anything in so that we can use it. It is free, and it doesn't matter where in the world you are, um, whether you're in the developing the developed world or some third world country. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it is just amazing, and it I guess that adage of of you know the the international village we're just a village it really mm -hmm. makes things a great deal smaller because as i said you know how far brazil is from here and it felt as if francisco were sitting in the same room as the rest of us which was amazing plus yeah. we had a recording of it so that we can preserve it and anybody who wants access to to it has it go ahead deb Oh, sorry. Yeah, I passed the mic down. Sorry. We're yeah, working we're on, on it. Yeah, we're, we're learning the new skill here. So um, this is Deb. And um, uh, certainly what Sandra said is true because when I used it at work, I interacted with people in India and South Africa and those on a regular basis. And it sounded like they were here most of the time. And so that was great. But on a practical basis for the rest of us who don't have to do that very often, for me it's been um, really useful in, in managing rather larger meetings. So our, um, our affiliate uses it for all of its um, board meetings that are not the in-person meetings. So we have all the board plus all the guests. And, and um, you, can, you can control when people can and can't talk and, and can make that easy for people to hear it because only one person is talking at a time, et cetera. And so um, it, it has made those meetings um, a lot easier to handle. Um, and I have not used this in my ACB role, but it actually does support, Zoom does support live captioning. And I, in my work role, we did actually use the captioning feature to um, support um, people who are deaf. So um, that could be um, a useful tool for some people. Definitely. Mr. Ray? Yep. We'll be as good a pastors as Aaron Rodgers by the time we're done. Um, anyways, um, we've, in, in ICB, Illinois Council of the Blind, we've just started using Zoom a little bit. Um, we, uh, we have the traditional old freeconferencecall.com and poor quality and all that stuff. So finally, at their last board meeting, uh, which was always, it's a winter time, so it's always a conference call meeting, we said, we're going to try Zoom. And I was the administrator because I have a Zoom Pro account. And um, I'll tell you, from uh, uh, the, the person administering a meeting, now I did it through the uh, desktop client uh, on the computer, and uh, I found uh, some really neat uh, tools. Number one, I knew who was all on the meeting, how many people were there. I could look at the participant list and see who was uh, there, who was uh, muted, who was unmuted. Um, if I needed to mute somebody, I could do that. Now, we'll talk about some things with that in a minute. But um, just to have that kind of uh, uh, power and be able to, to do that and the clarity... I, I think what the amazing, one of the amazing things for me was we did have some people on our meeting that were on regular old phones, landline phones, 
they were just as clear as could be. And, uh, and I think the thing I like most about Zoom is that you, you can connect however you are most comfortable connecting. If you want to use the app, you can. If you want to use your computer, you can do that. If you want to use just the old phone, by golly, you can do that as well. And so it allows people to participate in the way that's most comfortable for them. Um, and uh, one thing that many, many of us maybe would not benefit from, but in your work life, if you use Zoom, that you're going to find that you'll be working around perhaps a little bit, is screen sharing. You can share your screen in Zoom just like you can on WebEx and things like that. So those are some of the reasons that uh, I'm a big fan of Zoom. And, and it's, you know, not everybody has a smartphone. And the fact that you can use that to uh, have a traditional landline phones is great. I actually like sometimes dialing in on the landline from my phone where you use the app and it clicks the button and says, do you want to dial in? And it'll do that dial in, you know, like the yeah. old traditional boop, 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 like R2-D2. I, 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 laid in you, I laid in bed and bought cookies at the auction on my phone through Zoom. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you, uh, you, know, you wait a second in that pause, and what's the worst thing about any conference call in life before that was finding that access code and trying to listen to it and listen to the person say, you have three seconds and you'll explode if you do not enter the access code. So, you know, and, and then it just automatically even t tags that in for you. Um, it, now, of course, we're not here. This is not a commercial for Zoom. If they are listening over the interweb, they are happy to <laughs> support. But, but in that sense, um, you know, it, it, it does have its, its issues sometimes that take, it, with any technology, sometimes there are the headaches, right? Anything. Uh, if folks have been in, uh, you know, we did our IAC town hall a couple, couple months ago, and it was the kind of thing where uh, there were, you know, 100 or so people on the Zoom call. And when you start getting that many people unmuted, it can be chaos. Um, I, I think, what are, what are some of the, the concerns that, that I think a lot of us have? Has anyone dealt with that before where you get so many people on the call and it just becomes unruly? Someone is snoring. Someone is, is eight people are using JAWS. Someone is, usually I'm yelling at my son. So, and you don't realize you're unmuted. Some of the, some of the ideas, because this is something that, that I really want to know, Deb and Ray both brought it up, but your, your thoughts on leading the meetings and some techniques that we can use to enhance the meetings and manage as we try to build it out to larger groups. Okay. We'll start with Ray and then work our back way sure. to Sandra, Deb and Sandra. Sure. Uh, so a couple of things about leading meetings. Um, I think, number one, you've got to decide how you're going to handle the muting because what I've found on calls that I've been on on Zoom is you can't mix where the people mute themselves or you mute everybody. You've got to decide how you're going to handle that. So... Um, you, the, the one thing that I've seen work in some situations is you mute everybody and then the speaker unmutes themselves and then talks. Because you may not know who that speaker is. If somebody calling from their phone, you may not know their phone number. So um, that's one way to handle it. So, um, and then they would mute back up and then you could unmute everybody. So that might be a way to uh, kind of work around some of that. Um, it's really frustrating when you think it's self-mute and unmute, and you go mute yourself, and then you go to unmute, and it says the user has it. Some of you cannot unmute. Okay button. Ugh, I hate that. So um, that's one thing. The other thing is about recordings. And when you do recordings, it's a great tool to record meetings. The recordings are very clear and everything like that. I would suggest if you have the uh, pro account, record it to the cloud, and that way you can just simply download it and uh, make it available. However, if you have the potential of anybody 
listening to your recordings on a Victor stream. You're going to have to convert them because Zoom does it in MP4 and M4A format. And if you try to play an MP4 on a stream, my lovely wife found this out, you'll get a Media 11 error. <laughs> so you don't, you don't want that. So just convert it to MP3 and then stick it in Dropbox or wherever you want to convert to, to put it. Um, Goldwave is a nice tool for doing that. It's very easy. Just pull it into Goldwave and save it back out as an MP3 and then put it up and you'll have a nice recording. So those are just a couple of from my corner. And here's Deb. Thanks, Ray. Deb? So because we're having dialogue, I'm actually going to disagree a little bit with uh, one of Ray's comments and, and I have some justification for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And well, oh, probably That's not. why we're here. <laughs> no. So first of all, I'm going to strongly recommend that you um, mute the callers, unless you're going to really let everyone just treat it like a phone and everybody's going to stay unmuted the whole time. That's fine. That's how we do our Board of Publications meetings. We aren't that large a group, and we just treat it like a phone line. So that's fine. But if you do need to manage the meeting... Um, then I absolutely recommend that you mute all of the callers. They are muted when they arrive, and do not allow them to unmute themselves. And the reason is not because they're going to randomly do that and make you mad. They might. But the real reason is that um, when they have unmuted themselves and when they are done talking, um, what, what I have observed over the years is that some of the people... Um, not the people. Some of the systems are a little easier to... Like, the folks on the phone, they're just pressing star six. They'll probably remute themselves. And the folks on the PC will remute themselves. That's Alt-A or Command-A on the Mac. But um, the folks on the smartphones have to find it in the app. And it has actually moved around a few times in upgrades of Zoom. And it's easy right now today, but I don't know tomorrow whether it will be. So they don't always re get themselves remuted, and then they're trying to be quiet. And you see they're unmuted, so you mute them, and now they're stuck, and they can't unmute, right? So I recommend let's not even go there. Um, let's, let's keep them muted, and let's unmute them as we want. And if you want them to all visit, just make sure that you do both things, that you mute them, and that you check that they cannot unmute themselves. And if you do, for some reason, want to have a free-for-all with folks, and they might like it, um, you and you unmute them all and you mute them back, you need to go check that they are still unable to mute themselves because usually Zoom will uncheck that box, and then suddenly they can. And one of the challenges for, um, for your users when you're doing this is that there's a dialogue that comes to the host about the person wanting to unmute, and there's dialogues that come to you. And some products read those dialogues better than others do, and so people may not really know what, you, what, you, what is being wanted of them, and so then they don't do it. And so um, that's when I had to really learn the hard way. And, um, and, and so I absolutely recommend um, doing that. Um, the, other, the other item that I wanted to mention that people ask me about um, quite often is what to do about the fact that if you've purchased one license, you've got one administrator. And so does that poor person have to come to every miserable call the organization has until they get unelected from being the administrator? 
And, and I suppose one answer to that is yes, but actually there are two other answers to that. Um, if you, um, one of the things you can do with that administrative account is that you can, um, as someone already mentioned, you can you know, access it via your Google account or via uh, several other things. Don't do that for the administrative account. Oh yes, some, do some dog agrees with me about that. That wasn't my dog for a change, but some dog agrees with me. Yeah, pup, we've got that down. So the reason, the reason that I'm gonna suggest not doing that to the administrative account is that if you use, if you create an, an, uh, a Gmail, for example, account, that is going to be exclusively for Zoom, then you're not taking any particular risks if you need to give those credentials to someone else to be able to log in. So that's one way around it. The second way around it is that you get a what's called a host key. And the host key can be changed, but you can give that host key to a person and if you, the administrator or the holder of the administrative account is not logged in um, and the person is logging in from a pro account, they can, um, they can, if they know their host key, they can actually take over that particular conference and that could be what you want them to do. Um, so, so that is also a, a possibility for when you do have a situation where you need multiple people to be able to host the calls. You can also have a call that's totally not hosted and you set that up in a particular way. Um, it's actually that people can enter before the host. And so you set that up and then you have to set it up that everybody's unmuted. And then it's just operating like a telephone. So if you wanna just use it for a conference call, for example, for where all the people are gonna call in on the phone or maybe just one person is gonna call in on their computer, but they don't need a host. Again, it's not that large a group and it's not hard to manage. You can set it up so that it looks just like that phone system that they're giving up. So that also, I think, is useful. And, and Sandra, any other uh, and as well, I'm, any words of wisdom? Uh, absolutely. Just um, girl power. I'm with Deb in terms of you, mm -hmm. you mute everybody because giving is, and I, what I do is I mute and then um, toward the end when, when questions, when I'm ready for questions, because otherwise sometimes um, the meeting can kind of get away from you. They don't necessarily, people don't necessarily remute. Um, so what you end up with is something that you may not want. Um, and just touching on the, the host idea, because occasionally I've lo tried to log in and the host has some difficulty and I can't log in, but if the um, if you set it up without a host, you can avoid that, um, which is a good thing depending on what you need to do. Now, we, we have moved uh, into a long-distance relationship now. I am all the way on the other end of the country, and by that, on the other end of the table, uh, where I've moved to. Um, and we've actually got the phone here set up. Uh, let's see if we've got audio on this in a second. We're going to demo in just a second kind of how easy it is just to jump right into a Zoom meeting, right, from your mobile phone. So when we get the audio turned up for that, we will. And if my stupid face ID will also work. Um, sometimes I wonder if my, my dog or my child has replaced it with their face. Um, so we're going to move into some questions as well. We have a few minutes for questions, maybe six, seven, eight minutes for questions. 
so while we get the audio turned up on this, let's go ahead and answer. Do we have the mic floating around? Anybody this one, with a, a mic? The, the one that I'm holding. Yeah. Or do we have an extra? Uh, is that the only mic we have to float around? Uh, a Q&A a Q &A mic? There's one by me. Okay. Is that Nancy? Yeah. Oh, Kelly? Is that Kelly down there? Okay, I will run mics. Oh, you are awesome. Thank you. Does anybody have any questions about, about Zoom in the, the few minutes we have left? I'm going to start on this side of the room. Thank you, Kelly. Just a quick question. Um, can Zoom be tied to a calendar app so that when it's good? Okay. And will it yes. dial it at the, at the time of the meeting? Yes, it will. In fact, I'm going to do that in just a second okay, here. It, it, that's one of the things I love is it's, it's, I log in with my Gmail account into the Zoom and do you all do the same, our panel? How do you all log in? But I love the calendar. It does iCal and, and uh, Google. Do our panelists use it at all yes. like that? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're affirming yes. There's a time delay with this long distance here. So. Okay, Karen Campbell. Um, I, I like the fact that you recommend, you know, everybody be muted because I can tell you sometimes on the app, and I use it on the app, if everybody's talking, you can't always hear the app and what it is saying. I mean, I had trouble getting out of the auction because of that. Sure. Yeah, when everyone starts talking at once, you can't hear much of anything. No. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Well, I was going to say, too, um, uh, another thanks for that. Uh, another quick thing I was going to say, too, is that um, uh, it one thing Zoom's great for is if you're doing training. I actually trained Cindy Van Winkle on AMMS with JAWS, and we could hear each other, and you could hear JAWS. So that was really a, a nice way to do it. Yeah, this is Rick, guys, too. I, if you're going to have a big meeting, right, and you're the host of a big meeting, something we'd hi I hi highly recommend is that you have someone other than yourself administering the Zoom meeting for you. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that you know, you know you can set the meeting up so that everybody comes in unmuted and then you can ask people if they want to speak to raise their hand right. okay and the act of raising their hand puts somebody at the top of the queue and it requires that someone then unmutes them and so on and that's a lot of work if you're trying to be the moderator of the meeting and to do that too so if you have somebody else doing it it works very well we were trying to do a lot of that with the auction this year Try again. And, uh, and and I, I think I think next year you're gonna you know we're gonna do an even better job with it with the auction with the uh, holiday auction. And it is to have that extra person is a huge asset because too if you're the moderator hosting something and things just randomly start talking to you like it just did right now with my phone, um, you know I'll be there and I, I get a chance to know who's coming and who's going because you know Jaws or VoiceOver will tell me that as the Zoom app is in, in it's sort of in progress. Does um, the screen reader tell you when someone raises their hand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that was going to be, this is Sean Theo with the question. Um, I, I have a Zoom account for our organization that I created. It's not a Gmail that's tied to it. It's actually a Zoom account sure. that I've connected. Then I've connected the calendar part to the main account. But what I found was when people would raise their hand, the list would move around and it wouldn't stop PM. so that I could Sorry, then Sean. unmute somebody. How do I stop yeah. that? Yeah. So the yeah, this is Deb. So the list will move around, but the people whose hands are raised are at the top of the list. 
And the other thing, the, if you recall from the holiday auction and the laborious um, instructions that Carla sent us all about participating, which we've worked on for a long time to get this right, what we told, what we told you was do not lower your own hand and do not remute yourself. And the reason is that as long as your hand stays up, we can keep track of, of where you are up there. Now, Zoom has actually, Zoom has done a couple of things that are version specific that have changed this a little over time. So some anything I say today may not be true next week. Yeah, because this was this but, was in January that right I was now, trying this. Okay, yeah. But right now today, I checked this before we came in here. So I'd know what we were doing today. Right now today, um, Zoom is actually behaving the way I like to see it happen, which is that as the hands are raised, they will pop to the top. And if you do not lower your hand, it'll stay there. So that means that the hand is up, you are poised on them to call on them, you call on them, they'll hear themselves being unmuted. You can also say their name or their last digits of their phone number or anything, whatever you know about them. And you can say that if, if need be. And then they do their talking and interacting. And then when they're done, they stop talking and interacting. You, you mute them first. Mute first. Mute oh, okay. first because you want to find them. Because what will happen, this has really happened to me. It's horrible. Um, so it's, if you've had the Zoom nightmare, it's happened to you too. So what happens is that um, when you, if you do not have their hand raised, and you go to mute them, and a hand raises, you're right. The group moves, and you end up muting or unmuting the wrong guy. Yeah. And it's yep. always really embarrassing when you, in, you know, if, if we mute Tony over there, right? Because he sure. was giving the presentation, and then we've just cut him off. Oops. And then you're frantically trying to get him back, but because you don't have your mute settings right, it's saying Tony's got to unmute himself, but he doesn't know he's muted, and... You know, so no. it's horrible. So, so the yeah. trick is four fifty nine p.m. The trick is do not do not let them um, rate, uh, lower their own hand or mute or unmute themselves, and then you will have control of where they stay on the screen pretty much. Do we have time for two yeah. more questions? Or we comments? have. Um, well, our Zoom meeting is ending uh, <laughs> on this end, so we are we are i, I don't want to cut in the joel's time as well uh quick questions just real quick power questions oh power questions all right any well, can okay. these be the power question uh, this real is chris gray is is there any kind of comprehensive manual on zoom besides the little bits of help all over the web pages so jonathan mosen did a really good tutorial on zoom a couple years ago which means it's not quite current but it's not bad and um, so that, that is the, the best thing. But, you know, really it's not very hard to do. What you really need is, is to practice. Yeah. And what I have and what I am going to offer and what I have offered to a number of you in the past is that if that's something you want to do, I'm glad to help you um, and, um, you know, help you, like, have your first big meeting and then help you do it. We mm -hmm. can co-host and do it. And I really think that ends up working more easily than a tutorial because the what your what your non-hosts need to know is really basic and we can put out in an email and what your host needs to know is just what it feels like to manage a and larger meeting power answers uh so we are we are drawing to an end now um just real quick was there another is it mike and someone else there's, there's one more question one more question okay. real quick 
I wanted to ask, I had trouble, um, I've recorded a podcast and everything, but assigning a co-host until I've, I, I'm not sure how I did this, but I sent them a contact information uh, request. Is that the only way to get somebody to be a co-host with you? Or what, what's the best way to do that? I can answer that or someone else, can, do you want me we to? Can, yeah. Oh, okay. Quick so, answer and then yeah, more the, questions the, afterwards, the, folks, the, will be available. The quick answer is the best way to do a co-host is during the meeting. Um, it used to be that you could assign other pro users as co-hosts outside the meeting, but now you can only assign, you can assign anyone as a co-host inside the meeting, um, but you can't pre-assign a co-host that's... Uh, or, assign a co-host in advance or a host alternative host in the in the advance unless they are on your pro account and this is a, you know zoom the IAC committee is, is I think uh, you know fair to say that we can provide some resources for as well and good folks to reach out to and contact if you want to find out ways to make to better increase your workflow and other things zoom, like that. Active. No. Active. Zoom. Active. So, zoom, I mean, essentially, active. I just clicked zoom. on the Zoom start, app. Like, find people and start chatting. Add contacts. But selected. See if my is still there. Add, find, start button. Oh, find people and go. start chatting. Find oh, people and start chatting. Start. Start button. And, I mean, the app is very simple. Basically, I just hit start. Find people and start chatting. I just need to find the people. The people are there at the end of the table. Uh, but you can go in and type Add in email addresses. Selected. And my meeting has disappeared. Tab, one of four. So, um, but that tells us that we've gone out of time now. Um, but uh, thanks to our panel. Let's give a big thanks to our panel uh, for their expertise. Again, an excellent way to increase your workflow and to be able to have meetings remotely, uh, which helps save money and efficiency. So thanks, everybody.